Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm John Briggs, Global Head of Death Strategy. This series helps you cut through the noise of global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. Hello, everyone. For this week, I want to talk about how markets and investors are in a little bit of a waiting period because we're in the midst of three major central bank meetings within eight days, with others such as the Bank of Canada also sprinkled in. This past week, we got the ECB meeting results, which had some big news, and I'll get back to it in a little bit. Uh, the week ahead, though, sees the Fed and Bank of England meetings on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. We've talked a lot recently about how rising yields have shifted from being a symptom of positive growth and inflation outlook to at times being a negative influence on risk assets and to some degree overall financial conditions, though those conditions across economies certainly remain easy and supportive of the recovery. We've also seen yields rising in this negative way around official news. In the U.S., after several recent Powell speeches where he was broadly unconcerned about recent yield rises, in the U.K., where the budget reminded investors about the huge amount of supply necessary to support recent fiscal actions. As a reminder, we spent so much time focusing on yields of late because, as noted, how and why yields are rising is a critical input as to how all the other asset classes currently are performing, from the dollar to emerging markets to credit markets and equities. So far, it's not been hugely detrimental to these assets. We certainly have seen a lot more volatility. Credit, for example, has negative total returns on the year and has recently been showing some signs of near-term indigestion and spread widening. So how policymakers react to the recent rise in yields and how markets in turn move based on their reaction function will be critical to the medium-term outlook. The ECB took definitive action against rising yields by announcing that they will conduct bound purchases at a significantly higher pace. Not just a higher pace, but a significantly higher pace. For this coming week at the Fed, there's a risk that Powell continues to show a lack of concern. Alternatively, he can push back against yield rises in the front end of the curve that reflect increased expectations of Fed rate hikes. In the UK, there's a question about whether the Bank of England discusses a potential taper of quantitative easing or holds off on that. So this coming week will go a long way to determining whether yields can stabilize or at least slow their ascent, which would then in turn reinvigorate risk assets. Or, on the other hand, if we look to several more weeks of volatility across asset classes as yields try to find their footing. Just as a reminder, we're positive on the overall outlook for the U.S., U.K., and risk assets given the overall fiscal impulse this year and next. So we're looking for stability ourselves to re-engage in some of these um, trades after taking profits a few weeks ago. So now I promise to return to this week's ECB meeting. And so I turn to our special guest, our head of European rate strategy, Giles Gale. All right, Giles, my first question is now with the ECB meeting behind us, does the forcefulness of that language, using the word significantly higher pace, not just higher pace, does that surprise you? Yes, it it does, actually. Um, I I mean, it doesn't surprise me perhaps that much. I mean, clearly, we knew that this was going to be an important meeting and everybody was watching it closely for a reason. But first, maybe I should just back up and make clear what it was exactly the, the ECB said. I mean, you know, you've, uh, you've repeated the, uh, the significant language, but essentially what they've done is they've told us that they would increase the purchase pace of, um, of bond purchase over the next quarter, starting tomorrow. Now, we don't exactly know what significant means. And of course, President Lagarde wouldn't be more specific in the Q&A. Uh, but I think, you know, while it's tempting to ask what does significant actually mean as, um, as an increase in terms of billions of euros, it's more important that um, you know, what we have here is really 
a form of weak yield curve control. It's not yield curve control, perhaps in the sense of a firm target or a range for yield levels, of course, but that is a two-way flexibility now on asset purchases that broadly adds up to a strategy of at least resisting volatility and most recently you know, that means resisting higher rates. So to answer your questions on markets, I mean from Bund's perspective, you know, we've had a strong call to be bearish Bund's, uh, that is looking for higher yields. From For now what this means in practice, of course, is taking on the ECB. And I don't think anyone is likely to want to do that for the time being, and ourselves included. Uh, further along, I do think that higher rates can be justified by recovery and higher inflation expectations, presume, presuming that that's the path that we remain on. And I do think that the ECB will find increasingly willing sellers in circumstances. But as I said, I think in the short term, it's more likely that we'll see somewhat lower rates in the euro area. And we're more likely looking for a resumption of higher rates um, as a second half theme for this year. Um, with regard to periphery, it's in many ways the easiest call from uh, today's meeting. It's unambiguously positive, I think periphery benefits broadly from lower rates and ECB purchases will directly support spreads. And I, you know, you've been positive on uh, narrower Italian spreads uh, versus Spain and I think France, right? So you see that continuing. Yes, in particular, there's a political story which is positive for, for Italy, but um, Italy benefits in a low yield environment uh, also from I suppose, just it's, it's relative attractiveness. So those are very much themes that we see continuing. And do you have any opinion on whether this is positive for, you know, European risk assets or credit or equities um, with the yields now starting to uh, re-anchor, so to speak, in the near term? Again, you know, I think that the obvious answer is probably the right one. I, I can't really see why this isn't positive, you know, given that the there was a lot of concern about you know, what sorts of yield levels might actually be a problem for some of these asset classes. And I would have argued that in any case, you know, problematic yield levels were probably significantly higher than, than we are now. I think that you know, this is just an extra backstop uh, in their favor. Yeah. All right. So taking it back to the beginning, we've got the ECB down. They certainly, you know, reacted forcefully um, to the recent rise in yields. Next up, we see how the Fed and um, the Bank of England react. And I don't think that in this case, we should assume that they will react in the same way as the ECB. So we do expect more volatility into those meetings. And, um, you know, based on the results, could see more going forward. Or if they are they do press back against recent moves. As Giles said, we probably see a better outlook for risk assets and more stability in markets. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of The Weekly Watch. Please subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and other social media channels.